Welcome to the Cure Church Lee Summit Podcast. Here at the Cure Church, we believe Jesus is the cure for whatever you may be going through. Wherever you are listening to this podcast, we pray this week's message encourages you. Today, I want to talk about how you look at you, how you look at yourself, amen, the vision you have for yourself, amen, and I want to talk about our true identity, who we are, and how we look at ourselves in contrast to the Word of God, amen, and the reason I believe that this topic is so important for us right now is because all over the world, in the time we're living right now, it's crazy, People have lost their true identity and they struggle with knowing who they really are. You don't believe me? Watch this. There's so many men that want to be women. There's women who want to be men. There's parents that are giving birth to their child and said, I'm going to let them choose their own gender or their own identity. Listen, God did it already. And what God already did, how God created us and made us was good enough. I don't need to go and change what God did. God made me perfect. He made you perfect. If he wanted you to be a woman, you would have been a woman. If he wanted you to be a man, you would have been a man. But God made you the way he wanted to make you. There's no accidents in heaven. God created you the way he wanted you to be created. Amen. On top of that, People spend all kind of money, go to far off nations and countries. They sacrifice so much for the sake of finding themselves. But the truth is this. All they really needed to do, all we really need to do, is open up the word of God, read the pages that are in it, and we can uh, you know, find out who we really are. And you know how we find out who we really are? Because we find out who God is. And the truth is this. Knowing who God is will cause us to know who we are. You may think that your identity is tied up in what color you are, tied up in who your parents are, tied up in where you grew up. But can I tell you something? It's way more than that. Our identity is way more than where I came from or with the complexion of my skin. That is not the fullness of my identity. My identity is in God. It's not in who we know. It's not in what we have. Our identity is not in what someone says you are. Our identity is in Christ Jesus. This message is what we need right now. You know why? Because I'm, I'm, I'm sick and tired of people telling us who we are or the media telling us who we are or the devil telling us who we are. You know what? I'm actually more sick and tired of the fact that we actually listen to the voice of outside, the voices of people, the voices of media, the voice of the enemy. Amen. We need to stop listening to voices that are contrary to the word of God. It's time, amen, to take a stand and declare that I am not who you say I am. I am what God says I am. Someone tried to tell you that you're worthless. I want you to understand this. You are not worthless. You know why? Because you are worth dying for. And if you were worthless, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the great I am, would have never laid down his life for you. You were worth dying for. I was worth dying for. If someone tries to tell you no one wants you, amen, that's fine. God wants me. The Bible says he loves me with an everlasting love. If someone tries to tell you, you'll never change. Listen, the word of God says that I am a new creation. The old me has passed away. You are looking at a new me. I am not the same person I was before I got saved. I got a new identity. Come on, somebody. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 27, it says, And God said, Let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, 
the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them male and female. He created them. This is our true identity, church. The Bible says that we were made in the image of God. That is amazing. I wasn't made in the image of a donkey. I wasn't made in the image of anything else. I was made in the image of my creator. You know how powerful this is? Look at it like this. When I look at my children, I see myself in them. Hallelujah. I see the physical resemblances. I see the way they do things, the way they sleep, the way they do whatever. And I see myself in them. Amen. I know that those are my children. I want you to know that when God looks at you, he don't just see anybody. He sees a son. He sees a daughter. Amen. And when we're doing the will of our father, he sees an uncanny resemblance to him. The Bible says in Genesis 1:31, then God looked over all he had made and he saw that it was very good. Come on, right where you at? Somebody say it was very good. Come on, he saw that it was very good. And evening passed and morning came, marking the sixth day. Listen, we were good the way we were first created. Come on, somebody. But sin crept in. And it began to alter our identity. Listen, let me give it to you in a story like this. You can be one who works really hard to keep your name good on paper. You know what I'm doing? You want to keep your name good on paper. You work hard to have a good credit score. You work hard to pay your bills on time. You work hard at this, but then someone goes through your trash. They find your social security number. They commit a crime called identity theft. Everything you worked hard for, gone. They run up and ruin your credit. They purchase things from all over the world, amen. And now you're stuck with bad credit, crazy debt that you just cannot pay. And this is how sin works. We were made in the image of God. God looked at us and he said, it is good, but sin has committed identity theft against us. We once looked like our father, but now our identity has been altered, amen? We, look, we were looked at as good, the Bible says it, but then we've been soiled by sin and sin has run up a debt we couldn't pay. But thank God that Jesus came and he paid that debt. He erased our sin and he allowed us to regain our true identity. Somebody give God praise right now see Jesus loves you so much that he gave us our identity and he gave up his life just so we could have it and this is what happens amen when we lose our identity we forget who we are in Christ Jesus let me say it one more time when we lose our identity we forget who we are in Christ Jesus and this is what it looks like the Bible says in Matthew chapter 7 verse 21 through 23 it says not everyone who calls out to me Lord Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven only those who actually do the will of my father in heaven will enter on judgment day many will say to me Lord Lord we prophesied in your name. We cast out demons in your name. We performed many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's laws. This is heavy. He said, I never knew you. Who are you? I don't recognize you. Why? Because sin has made you someone else. Sin has made us someone that we're not recognized by the king of kings and this is not who we were created to be you weren't created to be lost in your sin you weren't created amen to be anything else but a child of God you're not called to be overcome by sin you're called to overcome sin let me tell you who you are I want you to listen to me very closely 
Get away from all the distractions and things that are going on around you because I'm about to tell you who you really are. You're not what everyone and everything has told you you are. You are a child of God. You are a royal priesthood. You are a chosen generation. You are the light in this dark world. You are the salt of the earth. You are the head and not the tail. You're the top and not the bottom. You're the lender and not the bar. This is what you were created for, and this is who you are. This is who God made you. In the Garden of Eden, at the time of the fall of man, the enemy convinced Eve to eat from the forbidden tree. And at that very moment when she and Adam disobeyed God, their identity was altered and they knew it. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 3, verse 8 through 11, it says, when the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. So they hid from the Lord God among the trees. Then the Lord God called to the man, where are you? He replied, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. Who told you you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat? And I'm here to ask you this morning, who told you you couldn't do it? Who told you you're not good enough? Who told you you never amount to anything in life, amen? Who told you that? Who told you that you couldn't be who God called you to be? Whoever told you anything contrary to what the word of God says, you need to rise up and tell them the devil is a liar and so are you. I know who I am in Christ. I know who God made me. You are redeemed. You are born again. You are an heir to Christ. Amen. It's time to shake off all the old and put on a new and declare, amen, who I am in Christ Jesus. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22 to 24, it says, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. I'm going to read it one more time in the Passion Translation. It says, and he has taught you to let go of the lifestyle of the ancient man, the old self, life, which was corrupted by sin sinful and deceitful desires that spring from delusions. Now, it's time to be made new by every revelation that's been given to you and to be transformed as you embrace the glorious Christ within as your new life and live in union with him. For God has recreated you all over again in his perfect righteousness and you now belong to him in the realm of true holiness. What is Paul saying? It's time to rip it away. It's time to tear away that old nature, amen. That's not your identity any longer. You're a God's chosen vessel now, amen. Take off the old sin. Take off the old ways. Put on the brand new nature like a coat. That scripture says you are created in the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness, amen. Come on, right now, put on the new garments today. Put on garments of worship, garments of love, garments of peace, garments of faithfulness, and garments of praise. Hallelujah. You have to make this conscious effort, though. You have to make up in your mind right now, who am I going to be? Am I going to be who the world says I am, or am I going to be who God says I am? You have to make a conscious effort, amen, to let go of the old nature, the old you, amen. If not, it will cling to you. Sometimes, when you have taken or chosen a bad nature, a bad identity is hard to break out against. If you've ever had trouble living the life God created you to live, 
you know that it's because the old nature is continuing to creep up against me. It's hard to get against old nature. Jesus said, Saul, Saul, why are you precursing me? Why are you standing so against my ways? Why are you kicking against the golds? There's a story in the word of God of a woman named Gomer. And Gomer had turned away from her true identity and began selling herself to men having sex for money. Her reputation was terrible. She had a bad identity. She marries a man of God named Hosea. Now at this time, she could have taken off the old and put on the new that accompanied her new life. She had a comfortable life. She had a good husband. She had a good family. But still, she kept her old identity. And it wasn't long, amen, before she was back on the streets, leaving her husband and kids to sleep with men for money. And maybe you struggle like Gomer struggled. God has saved you. God has forgiven you, given you a chance at a new life in Christ. But for some reason, you keep finding yourself doing the things that you used to do. Talking the way you used to talk, acting the way you used to act. How come it's so hard to live that new life God has for us? I'll tell you why. Because we struggle with our identity. Deep down, we got to really believe that I'm not who I used to be no more. Come on, deep down, we got to believe that. But the truth is this, deep down, we still think, I'm still that same guy, I'm still that same girl. I, 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 I still go off on you. I, I, I still want to drink this, I still want to smoke that. And we battle, we battle with our identity. I don't know, we keep thinking, I got to be this way. I'm going to tell you that you don't have to be that way. God has something greater for your life. And don't put a limit on what God can do in you and through you and for you. I read a story a few years ago about a woman in Michigan who won the million-dollar lottery. She won the million-dollar lottery but still collected food stamps. Even though she was rich, her identity was stuck in poverty. You know, I know it sounds unbelievable, man, that a woman who was a millionaire still felt like she needed to collect food stamps. But how crazy is it for a, for a, for a person that, that comes to Christ and that Christ became poor so that we can become rich and now that we're rich in Christ, but we still live the way we used to. I'll tell you what it is. It's a battle for identity. I want to tell you this morning that you are greater than that person you see in the mirror every morning. I don't know what you see when you wake up, amen, but I'm here to tell you that you're greater than that. Because what you look like on the outside doesn't really matter. What matters is that God is transforming you from the inside out. See, listen, I know so many people, they spend so much time getting ready. They spend so much time taking care of what's on the outside, but we don't take care of what's on the inside. We want to look good. We want to put on the makeup. We want to get the haircuts. We want to have nice clothes. We want to do all these things. And listen, all, all that in itself, there's nothing wrong with it. But it's wrong if I put way much more time on what the outside of me looks like than I do what the inside of me looks like. You know why? Because God ain't concerned about the outside. He's concerned with the inside. So if I want to look good in front of anybody, I want to look good in front of God. So if I want to look good in front of God, I got to take care of what's inside of me. That means I have to take care of turning away from sin working my best to have good integrity and good character, standing on good principles, amen? That's the things God is looking for. Paul was a man with an identity. He had a reputation. 
who was known as a zealot. He was known as a radical, a persecutor of Christians, amen? He killed them, sent them to jail, divided families. He was educated and was religious, and he was a Pharisee. This was his identity in a nutshell. But God knocked Saul off his high horse on the way to Damascus, and the Lord told Ananias, go and see Saul, and look what Ananias said. The Bible says in Acts chapter 9, verse 13 and 14, in the Passion Translation, he says, But Lord, Ananias replied, many have told me about his terrible persecution of those in Jerusalem who are devoted to you. In fact, the high priest has authorized him to seize and imprison all those in Damascus who call on your name. Listen, what, what was Ananias saying? His reputation is known. His identity is known. But that doesn't mean that he had to stay the way he was. I'm sure he meant that after his conversion, some people probably said, Paul, you're not really Paul, you're still Saul. You'll always be a murderer. You'll always be a religious zealot who wants to hurt Christians. But he had a man up. And they say, that ain't me no more. Stop calling me Saul. God called me Paul. And that's exactly who I am. And I ain't going back. Everything we were in our past, our old identity, you know what it is? It's trash. I'm not that same man. I'm not that same person. Amen. None of that stuff matters no more. It's not who you are. You have a new identity in Christ. Paul was no longer a persecutor of believers. He was a disciple of believers. He discipled men. He was a church planner. He wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. But what if? What if he would have listened to what people said he was? What if he would have listened to those voices that said, he's not with us. He ain't with us. He's not a Christian. He, he ain't no way. Listen, he's a zealot. He's a Pharisee. He's religious. He's not one of us. What if he would have listened to what people said he was instead of believing what God said he was? He would have never done none of those things. He would have never accomplished any of those things if he would have held on to his old identity. Listen, we can never accomplish the will of God unless you let go of the old you and be who God created you to be. As I close here, I want to read the story that I found. One of the stories I've read this before, I really love it though, but it, it speaks to us as we talk about our identity and looking at who we are. The story is about an eagle. There's a man walking through the forest and he found a young eagle it had fallen out of his nest. He took it home and he put it in his barnyard where it soon learned to eat and behave like the chickens. One day a naturalist passed by the farm and asked, why is that the king of all birds should be confined to live in a barnyard with chickens? The farmer replied that since he had given a chicken feed and trained it to be a chicken, it never learned to fly. Since it now behaved as a chickens, it was no longer an eagle. Still, it has the heart of an eagle, replied the naturalist, and can surely be taught to fly. He lifted the eagle toward the sky and said, you belong to the sky and not to the earth. Stretch forth your wings and fly. The eagle, however, was confused. He didn't know who he was, and seeing the chickens eating their food, jumped down to be with them again. The naturalist took the bird to the roof of the house and urged him again, saying, you are an eagle. Stretch forth your wings and fly. But the eagle was afraid of his unknown self and world and jumped down once more to the chicken food. Finally, the naturalist took the eagle out of the barnyard to a high mountain. There he held the king of the birds high above him and encouraged him, saying, You are an eagle. You belong to the sky. Stretch forth your wings and fly. Then the naturalist lifted him straight towards the sun 
And it happened that the eagle began to tremble. Slowly he stretched his wings and with a triumphant cry soared away into the heavens. It may be that the eagle still remembers the chickens and nostalgia. It may be that even he glides by there and checks on them. But as far as anyone knows, he never returned to the life of a chicken. God did not create us just to be here. He created us with purpose and a true identity. Even though the world is trying to get us in this box and get us to live in a way that's contrary to the word of God, God created us for something more. Our heart is still to serve God. Our heart yearns for the things of God. And to live a life contrary to that is a reason we never have peace. The only real peace comes from a submitted heart to the things of God and to God himself. You want to have vision? The first thing you need to have vision for is a vision for you, who you are, who God created you to be, purpose in your life. Jesus loves us. And he loves us enough to stretch out his own arms and to die for us. So the moment you start thinking that I'm not important, my identity's not important, then why would God die for you? There's a plan, there's a purpose, there's a call of God over your life. And he wants to see you fulfill the call of God on your life. You know, a fish is meant to swim. That's where it thrives. You take a fish out of water, it gasps for air, it suffocates. Just like a fish was born to swim, we were born to serve God. That's our natural habitat, is in service to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Know your true identity. If you want to know how do I find my identity, open up the Word of God and begin to read everything God says about you. That's when you begin to discover who God really made me to be. Amen? Amen. I want to pray for you this morning. Lift up your hands. Put your hands over your heart. Do whatever you need to do. But I believe that God's going to speak to us this morning. And I believe he already did. But let's solidify what God has done. And let's make a decision. I'm not going to let the enemy rob me from what God's doing in my life. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every person that's watching this broadcast this morning, God. And I pray in the name of Jesus, God, that you begin to help them, God, to see themselves the way you see them. It's not about what we look like on the outside. That don't matter. But, Lord, it's what we look like on the inside. Father in heaven, I pray, Lord God, that we begin to find our real and true identity in you and you alone. Their identities will never be caught up in the color of our skin or the job we have, the education we have, or where we grew up, or who our parents are, God. But, Lord, that our identity will be in you. Father in heaven, I pray, God, that you forgive us for ever walking in the wrong identity forever allowing sin, God, to describe us and identify us. From this moment on, Lord God, we turn away. We rip off the old garments of heaviness, Lord God, and we put on the garment of praise. We clothe ourselves in truth and righteousness, Father. Lord, I pray that you would bless your sons, bless your daughters, God. Let us walk in our calling. Let us walk in our true identity in Jesus' name. From this moment forward, God, we will serve you, Lord God, in the way we were born to serve you, Lord God, and do it based on our real and true identity. We bless your name, Lord God. We love you, Father. Have your way in us and through us. In Jesus' name, 
Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Listen, before we dismiss, if you're watching this, you're not born again, you're not saved, Jesus loves you, and he wants to be a part of your life. He wants to give you your identity this morning. And if that's you, or maybe you serve God at one time, you've fallen away, it's time to come back home. It's time to serve God. There's no better life than a life in service of the kingdom of God. So if that's you, I want you to simply repeat this prayer after me, and I want you to give your life to Jesus. I want you to give your heart to Jesus, and I want you to serve Jesus with everything that's inside of you. And if that's you and you're ready, I want you to repeat this prayer, mean it with all your heart. You're praying a prayer that says, Lord, I know that I'm messed up. I know that I'm a sinner, but I believe in you. And I believe in your ability to forgive my sin. I believe in your ability, amen, to wash me, make me whole again, amen. That's the kind of prayer we're going to pray. And if you want that, if you want to be forgiven, if you want to serve God and really go all out for Jesus Christ, this is a prayer you need to pray. Pray this after me, mean it with all your heart. Say it after me. Say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of all my sins wash me and cleanse me in your precious blood I believe that you died for me that you rose again on the third day and on that third day you defeated death hell the grave and my sin come into my heart make me a new creation the old me, the old identity has passed away with. I am brand new. From this moment forward, I'm going to serve you. Fill me now with your Holy Spirit that I can be who you want me to be and do what you want me to do. In Jesus' name, I'm yours. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord some praise right now. Amen. Listen, the Bible says that when one sinner repents, all of heaven rejoices. And they're rejoicing for you this moment. Amen. Because you said that prayer and because you believed it with all your heart. Listen, what Jesus did was this. He took all your sins and he threw it into the sea called forgetfulness. He said, I'll throw your sin as far as east as the west and never bring them up again. That's the goodness of my God. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to the Cure Church Lead Summit podcast. If you would like to partner with us, please visit our website at www.thecurechurchls.com and click the Give tab. We thank you so much for joining us today. Remember, Jesus is the cure.